everybody to speaking it real we're back it's thursday night you know what today's show is going to be pretty exciting i got the hh joe i got one third or actually we have two thirds of the hhw crew on the show because me and obi were there so we got obi coming on we have an old friend of mine coming on by the name of jimmy he has he has a page on us that's Biker Dog Adventures. Come check out what we have. And I'm going to just do this here. Here's this guy with the HHW show, Ovi. What's up, Ovi? Glad you could bring you could join us. Hey, man, I'm glad that you invited me, man. I mean, uh, we've always been talking stuff, right? Talk about topics. And we always say to each other, you know what? We should We should talk about it on the show. So here we are. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. And we're just guys, we're gonna talk mental health today again. And we're gonna last week it was me and Anna talking about it, you know, and stuff, and we're still kind of wrapping our, our heads around everything uh, of mental health. But I can tell you that this man over here, Jimmy, Jimmy, you gotta bring your camera a little down. Yeah. There you go. All right. Up, He's gonna He's going to give us some ideas of what he does, you know, which help people, which help veterans, you know, coping with, with stress and, you know, mental health in general. Jimmy, thank you for coming on, you know. And this conversation started, I mean, I wasn't going to talk about it again, but the conversation started on Tuesday night after – our HHW show, we were, we're talking about the police chief in Miami, Alfredo Ramirez, which he shot himself in the head. Okay, lucky for him, he survived. He's only going to be missing an eye. He's not going to, you know, have anything, any other damages, right? But my, my thing was, I don't comprehend, right, how one could decide to take their life. You know, and maybe maybe because I've never been maybe in that bad a place, or maybe because I'm I might I might do things on my own without even realizing to cope with my own stress levels or mental health. So I don't know. I mean, the the police chief he had a, he to me he had an argument with his wife, right? Because that's what he has said in the body cam footage and everything else, and I and I don't understand how let's say an argument with your wife, even if she's telling you to hey, I'm gonna divorce you, I'm gonna leave you, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm glad I, you started that because I, I was in California hearing the news on vacation, and of course 
as we explained earlier on this, uh, before the show started, when this a Spanish dude, especially in a leadership position like he, he was in, it brings attention to the Spanish community or Hispanic community. And, of course, Univision is so big that uh, I heard about it and I said, how does a police chief, a high-ranking dude in Miami, get, gets to be suicidal? And then saying that his wife was next to him. And I was like, well, there could be two possibilities. Either he cheated on his wife or something bigger happened, work-related or whatever it is, and he just couldn't handle it. Or what was it? Or the wife cheated on him or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Correct. two out of the three was about the relationship. You know, And most of the time, in my opinion, is always that cause. Because, and I've seen soldiers go through this, man. Like, they think everything's the end of the world where, you know, I was brought up to where there's more fishes in the sea. <laughs> All right? So, oh, for sure. I know I was too. Stance when, when they feel attached or really bond with someone and think that that's the one, but then later on they're being abused, they feel like they're helpless and that they don't have a sense of direction. Okay. And then it might be embarrassing for other people to know what they're experiencing because supposedly they're the man, right? And they never do anything wrong. And so now they're in that position and they feel helpless. They don't have a direction. Now they're, they're establishing that mental health issue to where the only thing they could think of is harming themselves, thinking that everything's going to be solved, you know, but or an easier solution to solve a problem or to avoid the problem. And you and I know, and everybody knows that when there's a problem, the only way you can get through it is by solving it and attacking it. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and for this police chief, man, um, dude, like it's, it's, it's shocking that it's a person like him. But then again, it's, it's not immune to anyone because anyone could be in that situation. It's just sad. It is. It, it it's happening. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I have a hard time, you know, understanding it. You know, I, especially if it's a woman, right? And I I just I know that I've in the past I, when I'm in you know just in my world as I call it, right? Because I think we all get into that point, you know, sometimes where. Just leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I, I will bounce back from it. For me, it's, it's a perfect example. I like to be upside down. I'll come home. I'll go in my room and and I will hibernate. I won't come out. You know, until I just kind of, all right. What am I gonna do? I gotta get myself out of it. You know, but again, to me. You know, no matter what, it's not the end of the world. You know, I've, I've literally, I've been in the shower and I just, I sat down just in there, just letting water just drip all over me, whether, whether I'm crying, whether I'm laughing, whether I'm saying, I hate my life right now. What am I to do? How am I going to get out of this funk? You know, but again, it's never, never dawned on me. Hey, I'm going to. That would be a trigger, you know. 
And I know, Jimmy, we're talking backstage, and I think you mentioned something that you had gone something, maybe not that you shot yourself or attempted to, but we all have demons, correct? Correct. Yeah, we all, we all do have demons. It's just how we're going to deal with them. And, that, and that's why I came up with Biker Dog Adventures is on to help veterans deal with demons, give them a different avenue, and help organizations like Wounded Warrior Projects and this other organizations that by where I live, Canine for Patriots. And they help veterans with mental health issues, physical issues, TBI. And it's more of an outlet. Like with Canine for Patriots, they help veterans with mental health issues and physical issues receive service dogs. And with the program that I'm trying to start is combine wounded war aspects of wounded warriors and canine for patriots and make them one because with i train my dog to ride with me wherever i go and i've gone multiple trips outside florida and then i'm rushing back because i don't have my service dog and so that way she can come with me and i'm not rushing back getting into a car accident or anything such as that, I got my stability, I got my, my rock, my outlet. And I'm also doing what I like, crossing those state lines. Because I cannot, when things hit me, I cannot stay put. Either I gotta solve the issue, and I gotta go. I just, I cannot stay put very long. And I know I'm not the only veteran that's like that, that you just wanna get on your twos or threes and just go. And that's how some people, that's how I deal with my, my demons. I just get on my motorcycle and I go. And you ride. Yeah. I don't and know. I just, to me, I'm, I just, I, like I said, I try to wrap myself around it. You know, try to really understand where, well, where all this comes, you know, try, try to understand where it comes from. Right. Well, a, so, a lot, I think, and I'm just assuming here. And I know what we get when we assume, but <laughs> the foundation gets broken down. And with organizations like Wounded Warrior and Canine for Patriots, they try to give you a foundation. With Wounded Warriors, they have an Odyssey um, weekend where the vet a bunch of veterans get together and it's like a paid vacation for a weekend. And you go somewhere and you do workshops dealing with mental health issues, dealing with your aches and pains. And in retrospect, you also have Canine for Patriots where they train you and your service dog to be one. Where your dog, if it's mental health or is a physical disability, they're there to train you. And you just have that. Okay. Let me ask you this. And again, I'm oblivious to a lot of things, and I try to understand what, you know, like in this case, you have your, you have your service dog, right? What does that dog do for you? Well, this one, because she's my second one. This or, one or, or, or just in general, just in general, what what is it that the dog, like, you know, does for you? Because... I don't understand. I, 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 again, I don't. Oh, man, hold, on. On. hold on, hold on, but hold you, on. we, 
you got a you got a pet, right? Yeah. Why do you have a pet? Because my kids wanted it. Okay. Why did you buy a pet? I didn't buy them. They gave it to me. Okay. Well, congratulations. So my you've had pets before. Why did you have a pet? I don't know, man. It's to me, um, how do I put it? I um I had pets as a child. I love my dog. Why do you love your dog? Because they're a companion. Okay. You know, there you go. You just now I'm see, I'm trying to get it out of you now. They're companionship, right? You're not feeling lonely. You're not feeling depressed with your with your with your pet. You don't feel helpless because you're have that bond with your pet, with your dog. I went earlier today and walked on a trail with my dog. You know, instead of being lonely, I got someone to look after, but my dog is looking after me too. It goes both ways and it's nice and peaceful. You know what I mean? So you got that bond. And then you you hear you saying, Well, I don't understand, you know, suicide and this and that, which you know, everyone's left scratching their heads when it happens, right? So we're pretty much answering. The question as to I don't understand to where now we can't come to understand that there are people out there that do feel lonely, that they feel depressed, that they feel helpless, that they don't have a sense of direction. And your friend here is doing something about it. And and and, and I'm glad that you're doing that for the veterans because, um, again, that's a sacrifice and you continue doing your sacrifice to help needs. And that's something that you're giving them something with hope because, man, you, I mean, we can't save everybody, but I tell you what, man, there's a lot of people that, are, that, that wish that uh, they could get help and, and, and seek your needs, man. Yeah. Well, in reference to that, it's like with a uh, wounded warrior project, only thing you need to be is a veteran and you just go on their website and once you become one of their members, they got a list of resources, a list of referrals you can use. Like I'm a product of their talk program and their odyssey. And the odyssey is the one I mentioned where you group of veterans go um, to like a retreat and you do workshops. Uh, the talk program is where another veteran calls you either like every day, once a week, once a month. Every three months, there's just a check up on you. Make sure you still got a pulse and you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and what I'm trying to do with Biker Dog Adventures is gather up funds for these organizations so their doors never close. Because we need organizations like that. As long as we have government, we're going to have conflict. And as long as we have conflict, we're going to have our military and we're going to have wounded warriors. So we got to make sure these organizations do not close our doors. And my end goal is hopefully that I get enough going where I have motorcycles and equipment where I can teach veterans how to ride with their dogs safely. And so with, with grants and everything else that they can be given the equipment to put on their bikes. So that's really the end goal is to give them more tools to put in their toolbox. Right. So besides people like Jimmy or organizations like Jimmy's, 
you also have a suicide and crisis lifeline, 988. And I think that's a great tool to have. I think um, when you're down and you need to talk to somebody because that's basically what they're going to do. They're going to talk to you. I'm, I'm assuming so. They're going to go ahead and sit there and talk to you. Right. I mean, even even with that, even when people, uh, you don't have to be suicidal. If you know someone that's suicidal, you can still dial that number and, and call anonymously and say, hey, this person might need help. And they will go ahead and try to reach out because that's part of suicide prevention there. Uh, so it's just not just person feeling that way. So anyone can call uh, to try to get help. Um, what else? But uh, again, it's like that's that's one of the small tools that you are providing to help veterans and and for those that are not veterans i mean there there are a lot of programs out there uh but they just got the they need that current the encouragement that they're going to be safe if they don't feel that way they're not going to go you know what i'm saying and then you got people like that police chief who thinks that hey you know what i'm, I'm a firm believer right now that uh he probably was embarrassed that he got caught up because if you didn't get caught, we won't even be talking about this. Well, it's funny you say that because on the body cam footage, and I just, I chose not to show the body cam footage or a lot on this. I'm so sure everyone can... already have seen it. Those that right, are really right. attention to the news. Right. You're going to, you'll see on there where he tells the officer as he's, getting handcuffed, he's like, oh, you're going to rope me, or you're going to, you know, one of those slang words, or you're going to railroad me, you know, where he's like, damn, I'm in trouble, you know, or like, I'm going to lose my job. And I think, you know, it all boils down to a lot of that stuff, you know, with him to to really, you know, want to take his life or or just embarrass me. You know, and not finding a way out. But that's that was just one of those you know things there where you hear that he says that, and you're like, damn, now what? What's left for him now? He is you the know? police director. He is the guy that in, that uh, establishes laws within his organization and holds everyone accountable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for to be in that in that spot. For, for you to be telling everybody else to follow the rules and then all of a sudden you get caught up and get jammed up, yeah, it's embarrassing, man, you know? And maybe he didn't want to put himself in that situation and like, oh, man, now I'm going to be news that I was that guy that did this, you know? And mm -hmm. maybe that's – he's trying to cop out of it. Does he have any kids? He has four kids. Yeah, four kids? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he could be another stressor to add to it too. Well, I'll tell you this: he has one that is um, a sergeant in in the police department. No, oh, that's fucked up already. Yeah, he has a daughter. I'm not sure what she does. I I can't remember right now. I think she's she went into the medical field. I might be wrong. He has another son that I have no idea what he's doing with himself. And then he has a, I think, the youngest is 14 years old. Mm. I think he's 14 going on 15, if I remember correctly. Wow. You know, and he yes. has diabetes. You know, yes. they they do a lot of, of go ahead, go, go ahead, Jim. Part of it can also be 
that he spent all his life with his reputation and the stigma. And then that one night it came crashing down, you know, because you hear you telling your kids, be this, be that. And you're showing this and this and the third about who you are. And then you get caught up with this. And then here's your significant other threatening you with whatever she was saying in the argument. And he just thought his world was coming to an end. Like I told you earlier, when a person cannot see tomorrow, most likely, you know, the only option they have is suicide. And that's scary. I got a little bit of a glimpse of that. I'm just glad that um, out there in combat, you know, you, you do things that's not the norm, right? Because you've only been doing was training, training, training. And then when 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 things hit the fan and you got to make decision makings and you got to do things that you normally don't do. And religiously, you say, you know, that's a sin. And then all of a sudden you commit that sin and you'd be like, oh, my God. What did I do? You start questioning yourself and then you start like have these negative thoughts of what's going to happen, that this is not going to happen, this and these steps. Instead of it's like, you know, you set your steps for your goals, right? Now you're setting steps to what the worst case scenario is going to be for you. At least in my position, I felt that way. And there was nothing good. At any direction I was going, it was like I'm digging myself deeper and deeper and deeper that I'm like, I don't know how to get out. And I'm thankful that I had a platoon sergeant that he was squared away, that he was always there for every soldier in that platoon, that when he when it when it was my time, right, that dude was like, yo, let's talk about that. He need, it wasn't like. I was suicide, not like that. He was a step ahead because he was already a combat veteran. He was he already served as a storm. So he kind of knew that when the situation played out, those that are involved, he was there to communicate. And for him to have that talk, I was like, okay, now the clouds are clearing up. Now I'm able to see. Now, did I sleep for the first 24 hours after certain uh, incidents that's happened? Absolutely not. I don't know why I couldn't because every time I try to bed down, I was like, man, I, I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm looking at demons or, or something's going to happen. You know what I mean? The, the unknown is going to happen. And then finally, like I said, a good supporting staff right away. And I was able to get back on my feet, but did he, the sheriff or I'm not the sheriff, the, the uh, police director, maybe he didn't have that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then like, you like the, the news said, right? They were arguing, right? Things probably escalated, but there was no solution. He was Maybe. Thinking, go ahead. He was just trying to take the easy way out because, like I said, he didn't see no tomorrow. Instead, of focusing on what he already had and well, saying, gotta live for this. He has what you said, four kids. He should yeah. have been like, I can't do this because I don't want my kids to feel guilty. I got to live for them and prove to them, yeah, I screwed up, but this is what I'm going to do to rectify the situation. Because well, every day I, I wake up and then I, I go to bed, I wake up, and this is what I'm living for. This is what I got to do. So okay, that way so, so basically, basically, I, you know, and was he weak-minded? Do we want to say 
Uh weak minded. I, it all depends, I man. I mean, far. look, he made it he made it all the way to uh director. So how what well then again, man, in, in this situation so weak, I wouldn't say so much weak minded. I would just say that with everything that his judgment got clouded and he was just looking for the the most easy easy way out that he thought that would satisfy everything by taking himself out of the picture. If he took himself out, then that would solve everything. But he was just thinking about himself. He wasn't thinking about the aftermath. Man. I mean, you, you got, you gotta have them on tight, you know, to do that, you know, but I, I want to go back to Obi a minute, you know, cause what, what you're saying about you and your staff sergeant and that he kind of, you know, he picked up, you know, he picked up what was going on with you. Right. Exactly. All right. You know, your feeling there was, like you said, I was lost in a sense, right? Because you went against what you've been taught as a child or your religious beliefs right. or, or whatnot. Exactly. Other. You know, so talking about it helped. Obviously, right, but the thing is, but the way you talk about it, it wasn't like, oh well, you you screwed up, you did this, you should have done it this way. But no, it was just the 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 really the conversation was the rules of war, and for some people, it doesn't apply to, you know what I mean, and uh -huh. um, <clears throat> sometimes things get in the way. It's it's unavoidable. It's like collateral damage or something like that, right? If you shoot a missile and you hit your target and it explodes, guess what? Anything around is going to catch fire too, right? So anything around is going to get it. That's collateral damage. Um, so in that sense, um, I was being uh, coached or I should say being taught. And then, and then like many more things. But the thing was, it was like, hey, let's reassess. Let's talk about it. Here it is and this and that. And to be able to have people to have my back, that made it even better. I think it would have been worse if I was just getting slammed and just getting thrown to the wolves. On the other side, and even though this is a different topic when it comes to the 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 police director, um, he had he had a he had a chat with his wife. I mean, it, it had to be very 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 upsetting, overheated for the cops to show up. So right there and then, there it, it wasn't a private conversation, you know. Because if, if it was a private conversation, no one else would have known it, know it, and nobody else would hear through the doors. You see what I'm saying? Oh, and sure. who knows? I mean, Hispanics, okay, they're loud. So of course, whenever they want to get their point across, it's going to reach out to the universe, right? So, <laughs> so absolutely. Course, are going to get startled and be like, hey, there's a domestic going on. <laughs> so, and again, it's like it had to be an extreme for the police to get there and to try to handcuff him and everything else. It had to be serious. There was more to the story. It is not just they just had an argument. They had to be some pushing or shoving, whatever, you know, because if they're just talking, why would anyone try to put handcuffs on them? You know what I mean? Well, they put the handcuffs on because the initial call that came in was that he put a gun to his mouth. 
Uh, right there in the hotel? So, yes. Okay. Well, there you go. So, with they that call coming away through, real quick. Right. With that call coming through, obviously, you know, when the cops got there, they were, they were gun drawn. They were drawn. You know, they asked them both to come out. You know, but now the wife does say that her first statement was, I don't recall. The second statement was, no, he did not. Protection. Right. And she she was like, I don't know. In in there because I need that pension. (laughs) You know it, man. Come on. You know this. You know this. No, 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 no. Cause let's let's have him retire and I'll get the money, divorce his ass, and still get 50-50. How about that? Oh, yeah. regardless, she's gonna get 50-50. They've been together for they've been together for 30 years. Oh wow. yeah. He's, you know, they've been married forever. They were high school sweethearts. So at the end of the day, she's gonna get something. Mm-hmm. But was you know, but, high, but was she a high school sweetheart though? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just saying. Know. I don't know. Just I don't saying. Know. I'll plead the fifth on that one. I won't comment. <laughs> but you know, so what could we and and I know we could talk about this until we're blue in the face. You know, but what are some ways to really cope with mental health? As far well, as the first thing it's it's communication. You gotta have communication. You have right. to have a strong network too. Right. Because if you have a strong network, then the communication, like he said, will come in play. And if you don't have a strong network, like if you're more of a hermit, then your communication is going to be out the door. You won't have no backup or anything like that. Hence why, you know, I keep going back to Wounded Warrior Projects, but hence why they have the um, talk program for the hermits and for people who don't have that strong type of network, they help you develop your, your own network. Because the closest family I ever had was Willie. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't for Willie's family, I, I'd probably be, you know, a product of the DOC. Right. Well, you know, not so product of the Navy. To carry on that, um, and again, I do a lot of research and stuff like that. And these tips do, do help. Um, I'm going to tell you the truth on this. Okay. So number one, and it's hard to do it. This is very, very hard to do. Okay. Relax and reduce stress. I know it's hard, especially if like myself, I'm, uh, you Not know, very angry. Yeah, it does. Right. You know, and that, that means like breathing, take a deep breath, whatever, you know, you know, stuff like that. I'll find ways to learn and be creative. That's number two. Um, number three, spend time in nature, go out for a walk, go run, do something. You got pets, go take your pet for a walk and stuff like that. It helps. Uh, number four, connect with others, and which we had already discussed, right? Communication. And you said you, you said strong network. You're absolutely right. You just can't talk to anyone. You want to talk to, to an, a trusted adult. Who who is it that you trust the most? You know? Um, and then look after your physical health. 
Okay. What are you doing to yourself? How are you improving? How are you eating? Okay. Are you exercising? You know, because those things do help you clear your mind. I know you got that Corona, but definitely alcohol is not the answer when it comes to mental health. <laughs> or go or or going on shows. Oh yeah. Well, we don't want to go there. We, we won't go to, there. We won't go there. You've been live, baby. But yes, uh, and then lastly, try to get enough sleep. A lot of worries. You you tend to worry a lot, and sometimes you worry about things that is out of <clears> your control, <throat> right? It's out of your control. And for 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 him, for the director, look, if if the statements are true, if he, if he did something wrong, you already committed. So there's nothing else you can do to erase what you have done. So you just kind of go with the flow. You know what I mean? And again, I mean, that that's, okay, those six that I, I mentioned to you, that's, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But it's there. And, and again, if you don't have a trusted adult, you put it up there again, Frank, 988 Suicide Crisis Lifeline, you know, contact them go to counseling go do something you know what i mean um again there's no way i mean life is precious man no matter if it's good or bad it's still precious but to end your life that's not the way to go and uh to carry more on that that's happened in my immediate family recently that uh a teenager did uh commit suicide and, and you know, just, go ahead go ahead just that fun what you said, I mean, you, you may, you know, everything you said is great, but in order for somebody to do that, first they have to like themselves. Because if they don't like themselves, they ain't going to do none of what you said. Right. Or they're not even going to try. If they don't yeah, like but themselves. I think, <laughs> I mean, but I, again. I, I, I'm going to think that when you, when you're at that point and you, you know, in mind, you're not going to like yourself regardless. All right. But I think you have to find a way to, okay, I don't like myself. And why, why am I in this situation? What, you know, that's, that's where the, the stronger minded, I, I want to say maybe, or the individual that's aware. Is strong minding or the will. It has to right. be the will. Because right. again, you're right. You have to like yourself and everything because, from the from another incident that I was uh, I had told you is and I don't know the whole entire story I don't but let's just say that the person was receiving help but yet it still didn't work they found a way to end their life right and it goes back to what you said is you got to love yourself there's a you got to there's a way that you have to commit there's you have to have that will and if you don't and again this is a gray area that it's the most deadliest virus that is a hit or miss. You could do drugs and go to rehab and then not do drugs for a long time. You might get better and then you have a relapse, right? But how do you know you have relapses when you're suicidal? How do you know you that you're not going to go home? You know, we can't watch you 24-7. You know what I mean? And, and this is the most deadliest virus out there in the world it really is so is there an answer to 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 all this absolutely not but can we try absolutely yes you can okay so we're talking about trying 
right? And mind you, we're, we've just been talking about an adult, right? Let's bring kids into the mix, right? What could we do? Or I, I know what we could do, but I, what's the best way to handle kids, right? Because I'll tell you this, back when I, when I was a child, we mental health was never discussed in my house, right? And I think nowadays with the way life is and society is, our kids suffer from mental health you know, easily, you know, and I think that as parents, you got to sit there and talk a lot to them because kids themselves close themselves off. But how do you talk to them? That's the key. You can always talk, 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 but you got to walk the walk, right? right? And when you're talking, are they really listening? When your mama talked to you, did you really listen? Sometimes. Oh, you see? All right. Absolutely. You know, we were little and be like, all oh, the lecture, you did something. Frankie, ven aquí ahora. Siéntate habla, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Or hey, look, I get it. Never it is. But the thing is, is that, and nowadays is like, uh, it's never a one-way conversation. You got to have a two-way conversation. Wait a minute. You guys Watch. never had that boomerang chicoletta? You know, <laughs> the back of the head? Of course. I will give you, I'm going to give you a perfect example. And and it happened, was it today? Today I had this conversation with my son. Because my son has, we've been playing football, right? And he made, you know, he's he's on the JV team, but he, now he's the starting slot receiver, right? He beat out a kid that was already there that played last year for the team. And I told him today, I go, do you see every single time that I will sit there and I will talk to you and I will push you to train harder. You always rolled your eyes at me and gave me shit. But look at where that left you today. You jumped over, you know, uh, you jumped over a kid that's older, okay, and a kid that's already been there. So think about that. Well, maybe because he rolled his eyes because you'd be like, Dad, you're going to tell me this over and over again? Come on now. I know. I know. But you repeat yourself over and over again. Right. But and you know I do what? the same thing. I do the same thing. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes yeah. when you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again, it sticks. Like, I'm going to tell you something. You know what that's called, though? Huh? Do you know what's that called? Repetitive. Not more than repetitive, but the, the thing between you and your son. Do you know what's that called? A bond. Bond. So I learned this in school. It's all about connecting. Okay? And that's what I say. It's never a one-way conversation. You can speak, but you got to allow them to have a voice too. 
That way they feel loved and they feel that they're still important. You know, they're, we're, they're not little soldiers. You yeah, know what I mean? It, it goes to this little saying, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. it right, in a sense, but they still have... Look, I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect to where they're going to follow that direction because, uh, in a sense, even though you have a problem, there are many ways you can solve the problem, right? You're not yeah. teaching them just to do it one way. You want to teach them that there are many ways to solve it. It's called critical thinking, right? And 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 not to change the subject, but there are a lot of people out there that don't really nurture their children because they're not involved as like mm-hmm. you are involved with your child, Frank. You know what right. I mean? And I've and, seen that a lot over there in the schoolhouse to where a lot of kids don't have a direction because their loved ones are not there to guide them. And also, um, I'm not saying all parents, but a lot of parents don't show their kids the consequences of the actions that they could take. Like, I will say this. I put my son on blast. He... um when he was living with me up in Georgia, he got into his altercation on this bus with this other kid. And I stopped him from it going any further, took him to the house. And next thing you know, he's walking out of the house with a baseball bat. And I'm like, you're going from a simple assault to a felony assault, drop the bat. And him being mixed with Puerto Rican, Irish, Sicilian. He, <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. Damn, you just going to make a new movie called Godfather 4. <laughs> yeah. So I gave him two options. <laughs> drop the bat go inside or my little friend's gonna talk to you and i you know you know like they did back in the 80s um, movies where the guy lifts up his shirt and you know show his thing i lift up my shirt and i go which one are you gonna have it he goes you're gonna shoot me and i go to stop you from getting a felony and spending like 10 years in jail yeah consequences would I have really shot my kid? No. But I put the fear in God in him. Mm. And I called, I lived in a small town, so it was easy to call the deputies to have a talk with them, too. You know, from a simple assault to a felony assault. What was his options? Then to come out to find out what the argument was about, this kid called his mom the B word. He calls his mom a hoe. <laughs> And I'm like, all this because of what? I go, you say worse about your mother underneath your breath, and you're getting mad at this kid? And I go, you're calling his mama a hoe? What? She look good? You want to sleep with her? It's parents. I agree with both of you. Parents need to be more involved in kids today because if they're not, that simple little fight, my son, he could have been locked up for about five to ten years. Absolutely. For one, trespassing going on this property with a baseball bat with a felony assault and cops and da once they got you they're gonna be throwing all these charges up the wall and see what sticks they overcharge people just to see what sticks and if a lot of things sticks then you're serving consecutive sentences and that's not cool so but in the sense that what you're talking about is you're spending time with your children man that's what you're doing. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, definitely. But uh, you're spending time. You know, you're talking to them daily, and you're you're enjoying the time. 
and and it's not. I think we had this conversation before, uh, uh, in in many previous uh, speaking of real uh, episodes, is that oh, uh, oh, maybe it was on the HSW show, but um, when you're spending time, sometimes, and I think Hector, who was the third host of the show, he said it best: is that it's not about what you want to do. Like if you try to create activities for to do with your child. If your child has ideas, you want to use those and incorporate that as well, you know, so that way you guys are involved, you know, and, and in that sense, you'll know if your kid is doing good mentally or if he needs some um, or maybe has a mental health or whatever it is, but you know your child, you know what right. I mean? And you could you could prevent that from happening, you know, right. in a sense, because you know your child best. But here's an, a, you know, a question for you and for your, you know, you can advise your viewers on. In today's time, mm -hmm. kids are more prone to be uh, one of these. Social media. Yep. And get lost in social media and in, in um, these video games like Minecraft or, or whatever, more so than what we were. Because, right. well, you know, when we were kids, you know, our family says, Go outside and play in the damn street. I don't want to see you. You know, and today you tell a kid, go outside, play in the street. And you'll be like, but, but w w why? I you think, know? I think you're it, so, you're so right on that part. Yeah, you're right. I was going to try to go against you, but you're right. I can't even, I can't even try to come up with an argument with that because it's like, I can tell you like with my son, he loves the game, all right? He loves it. He does have his bicycle that every now and then he'll ride his bike, but he'll spend more time on that game. So what What I try to do is like, all right, you know what? If we're home, I know he's at a game. Let's get the hell out of the house. Let's go somewhere. And you spend that time with him. You know, there's times where he's gaming, and I'm like, hey, let's go to the park. Let's go train. And he just looks at me. He's like, Town. He grabs his bag. We go. I run my drills. I let him run his own drills of what he wants. You know, and that goes back to what we said earlier. You, we have to listen to what they want too, because not our ideas line up with theirs all the time. Right. And if we spend more time doing what we think is best for them to do and they don't express themselves that's when they shut down yeah. but we don't want to add on to that that a lot of parents don't know and i'm glad that you brought that up man is you could monitor what your child is doing on devices mm -hmm. um there are many apps on phones that you could do i have microsoft so um, if Android users and stuff like that, they're good with Microsoft where you could plug in all the information from the laptops and uh, all, all devices. And if there's things that they're not supposed to see, it'll pop up. You get an alert on your device, computer, desktop or whatever, and you could accept or decline what websites or what is it that they're, they're watching. Also, you could put a time limit. You know, like my kids know the rules, you know, and they know they get grounded if they don't follow through. And that's when you got to put your foot down. 
Like when they get home, do they got homework? That's first first business when they get home. Homework. You don't finish your homework, you didn't do why are you playing your game? Now we got a problem. But that's being on top of what's going on, not just coming home and sit on your back and do nothing and let the kids do whatever they want. You know what I mean? And then you wait till the next morning and I say, oh, man, I forgot to finish my homework. Well, you had all day yesterday to do it. You know what I mean? So it's like trying to be on top of every task, you know, and do follow ups. And there's teachers, you know, that send out notices on a daily task. Right. And, I'm, you know, school's coming up pretty soon. So, you know, and, you know, parents have to initial it and send it back. So that way the teacher knows that, you know. You know what I mean? But okay. when it comes to stuff like that, um, well, you can always monitor social media, man. Always. Now, now, I was one of those kids where the teacher would send something to my mom's, and my mom never received it because I, I knew my mom's handwriting. Mm -hmm. Now, when they made that phone call, it was a whole different ball game when they called her at work. <laughs> then I was busted. Yeah, you know? well... And Is that your mom right now on the phone calling you? Yeah, no. I got you. No, <laughs> no. The reason why I say that, because, you know, don't catch yourself slipping because these kids, they know how to go on that phone. They know how to change the um, the authority. They know how to change the passwords. They know how to be like, oh, my dad, my mom said this. Let me just put this up in here. Let me do this. Oh, I got you, boy. Okay, bro. Wait, wait, wait. My team, David, I got you. <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, this is my way of thinking is when they're younger, when you have them like all these age, what your kids range from the age of what? 11 to 8. Okay, from 8 yeah. down. You see, I was going younger. Time flies over here. So he goes yeah. from 8 to 11, right? Like my, my youngest is 14. My oldest is a grown man. He's done. He's out of the house. Mm -hmm. What he does with himself, he does with himself. You know, but now I'm not the type of parent and let's say with school, all right, I'm not going to sit there and go through his book bag every single day. I'm not going to check his work every single day. I might spot check here and there because they also need responsibility. Now, when they're, when they're, when they're younger, and I want to say in the elementary school era, right? right. Okay, you got to check them. I don't 100%. Hey, check them. But you got to start loosening the rope as they start entering middle school where they still have that, you know, the the ability to spend for themselves to, you know, for, is where you start building that trust factor. Mm -hmm. And like with my son now, it's, if I check them once every two weeks, is enough. Because right then and there, I know what's going on. I'm not oblivious, you know. And I and I and when and he knows that when I question him on something, it's because I've already looked at it. I, I'm just you glad know? both my kids are done with school, and I don't have to deal with it. Because the best excuse. <laughs> That was from my daughter. I had to go to her school when she was living with me because she was acting sick. The teachers, the nurse didn't know what was going on with her, which I think it's BS. Because if I went went to the school and I noticed what was wrong with her, 
the school nurse should have known what was wrong with her. But I looked at her and I go, you high. Mm. I go, what did you smoke? What did you take? Nothing. I'm like, oh, really? So I went to Walmart, got, got myself a piss test, had her pee in the thing, and she popped for cannabis. And I'm like, so you smoking weed now? She's like, no. I go, well, this says you are. No, no. See, what happened, Dad, was uh -huh. I, I got this cookie from a friend, and he says it was a special cookie. I guess it was that type of special. I go, well, hand over your oh. phone. You're grounded. Oh, oh, dude. So that happened here in the state of Connecticut. I don't know if it was national news, but one of the high school, no, it was a uh, middle school. No, elementary school. Yes. And um, the kids came with special type of candy. Mm -hmm. And three got sick. And they were passing out, so they had to do a notice out there saying, hey, if your kid went at this school at this time, whatever, and they brought some home, please inspect it and everything else. And anyways, law enforcement, everything, they had to go to the school, lock it down. And, of course, they had the canine dogs, everything, the whole nine yards. It was a big deal, man, for like for two days, like just scrubbing shit down and everything else. But you're right. You know, that does happen. That does happen. And I tell my kid, hey, don't accept anything from anybody because you never know. You just never know, man. But you're absolutely right, man. You were spot on, man. <laughs> grounded her. And she didn't mind getting grounded. But the moment I took her cell phone away from her. Oh, oh man. Her, her Puerto Rican mama came out. Oh. But I looked at her and I'm like, you're never getting this phone back. If you keep talking. And she pissed me off. I took her door off the hinges and I'm like, you got no privacy now. You want to keep talking? Because you're about to get my hand across your cheek. Mm. And how old was she at the time? 16. Oh, man. I got years for, for, for that now still. But Dude, okay. Listen, you don't have that many years. Don't think of, don't, don't. Seven is a lot, man. <laughs> Let's go back to back, too. <laughs> yeah i mean hey uh jimmy you wanna right quick before we wrap it up just let everybody know where they can find you okay uh i have a facebook um, page that's called athena wagner that's you'll find anything and everything pictures events future events on that and then you go to youtube at biker uh, dog adventures and that's why I'll be posting live feeds, posting our adventures, where we're going, what we're doing, um, organizations that we're trying to get in touch with, businesses that I'll be interviewing that have products that you can have your dogs with you on the bike, like sidecars, uh, a similar crate that I have, but may help a lot better than what I do. You know, as, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, and... You might kick my ass for this one, but I got I got you here. This is one of Jimmy's crates. I stole this from your pages. Oh, not that one. There's a dog in the crate. I I found your crate amazing. You got a tap box. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dogs like saying, "I don't want to go nowhere." <laughs> yeah, she was a little pup pup back then. Oh, and then you have this here. Yeah, I'm trying to find um, a place where I can get them more economical made. 
because right now those shirts are really too expensive to, for um, donations. You know what? You know what? Let's talk. We'll talk after the show on that one. Okay. Absolutely. Because um, you know. these shirts, is they're not for sale, but they're for donations. When you make a donation, uh, once I get everything set up, you'll get one of those shirts in your size, mailed to you and whatnot. But those are to drum up for donations for Wounded Warrior and Canine for Patriots. And also, let me put this disclaimer. I'm not affiliated with any of those organizations. It's just that I want to make sure those organizations keep their doors open for us veterans. Absolutely, ma'am. You know what? Thank you so much, man. Thank you for what you do and, and continue on, my friend. Thank you. Hey, look, guys, it's been nice. It's been real. Ovi, thank you for coming back on. You know, uh, your input is always welcomed and always, you know, wanted. You know, and like I You're said, welcome. we we, <laughs> we continued the conversation because we were having it backstage on the HHW show and, okay, might as well, you know. You know, I think you should, what you do is pop up the speaking it real when it comes to breaking news. Because I, I you know, you, the initial conversation, man, we said so much, and now we can't even backtrack to the other important stuff we had said. But um, next time, man, next time. Oh no, 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 for sure. I, yeah. I'm gonna let you in on what I do at times, and I yeah, just didn't well, do like it. record me. I, yeah, I have, I, I, I have from the point that you said this should have been on speaking real forward. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. But hey, I still guys, got you recorded right now. Yeah. No, I know you got me recorded. Yeah. I, I, I know that for a fact. I want to replay your, your Crown Royal episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go, man. Nice talk to y'all. Take care. Hey, nice thank you. Hey, guys, uh, again, thank you. No, Jimmy, thank you for coming on. Stay on at, after the, the closing credits and we'll get this going. Um, guys, if you like the show, share us. Remember, we're part of the CMG group. So for me, for Jimmy, for Ovi, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for watching. Speaking with you is brought to you by Clovercrest Media. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. See you next week.